War Room, the hockey podcast, coming to you not necessarily live, but on location here in Chilliwack for the BCHL Showcase Festival. Uh, game one just ended as we started recording here. Langley versus Couch and Valley. Uh, Langley with a 4-2 win. Uh, this has so far been a tremendous uh, festival from what we've seen. It's only been game one, um, but it's it's a, been put together very, very well. Presented by Bauer, Bauer Hockey. Uh, quick shout out though, um, we want to give to uh, Jesse Adamson here. Uh, real important. He's been tremendous to us and to everybody else. Jesse Adamson, coordinator of content services for the BCHL. Yep, um, nice job. Uh, Jesse took uh, took time to accommodate us. Uh, the folks here in, in uh, Chilliwack could not be nicer. I have to say, as much as I hate to say something like this, I just had the worst coffee I've ever had in my entire life. Lovely lady helping me at the counter, and I thought I'd venture outside of my comfort zone and get something flavored, and it was Horrible! I couldn't even choke it down. Anyway, and the funny thing is, is I can't drink coffee unless it's a vanilla latte. Oh, so, man, that so was there, just, there you go. It was like a uh, a warm snow cone. But with our shout outs and our appreciation, coffee does not dictate. <laughs> no, no. The hospitality of not only Chilliwack no. and Prospera Place here, Prospera Center here, but also Jesse Adamson and the entire BCHL. Uh, Jesse Adamson started in 2014 as an intern with the BCHL. He's now the director of content services here. Uh, he he's been accommodating, which Very is helpful. which is which is truly applause worthy with yep. how busy he is not only this week but in general so jesse thank you very much yep. we appreciate it here at war room it's greatly greatly appreciated uh langley and couch and valley just finished a 4-2 win um we were we were commenting while we were getting set up uh getting ready to record um just how um honestly sloppy that game was a little bit yeah uh, a little foot slow and just a little uh, jumbled um the puck it is, was crazy. It 10 a.m. It was 10 a.m. on a Wednesday morning, um, right? But it was kind of a little bit of a greasy game and a yeah. greasy win for Langley. Though they were out, they were watching them. They were one or two steps behind yep. Cowich and Valley skating wise, and they 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 squeaked out a, a 4-2 win. So, congrats yeah. to Langley. Uh, coming up next is Nanaimo, the Nanaimo Clippers. They're taking on the Surrey Eagles. Yep, that'll be. It'll um, be good. Later this afternoon is who's up? Who's up at the end of the day here? We've got Chilliwack playing tonight. Chilliwack, uh, the host team for these first two days of the showcase, they'll be kind of the main event, if you will, and they'll put, take on Alberni Valley to close out the day. Powell uh, River and Victoria uh, at four. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, BCHL, tremendous, tremendous league. Um, great hosts to not only us but to so many scouts. There's a lot of scouts here. Places crawling um, with them. Crawling with scouts from universities several whl teams um it's a great obviously it's the name speaks for itself it's a showcase for for these kids and for these players uh we just went through it there's 300 and some players in the bchl yeah 391 391 roughly, and give or take there's 112 we added it up there's 112 of those kids committed to division one ncaa schools um either next year or the year after yep. that's one out of three of these players, of these kids, is committed for NCAA hockey. So, uh, congrats. Um, they are, BCHL is proving to be a breeding ground and a true um, staple in what we like here at War Room, which is developmental hockey. Yep. They're developing young kids into tremendous young men and and leading them on the path to not only school and a great education, uh, but also Division One athletics. Yep. Um, if not the WHL, um, yeah, and high and high quality hockey. So that's right. so good on the BCHL and good on all these teams. No matter where they fall in the standings, no matter anything like that, uh, they do a they all do a tremendous job in in coaching and in developing these kids to to take the next step not only in life but in hockey as well. So big congrats to them. Yep, this is a uh, this is a quality league. It's a quality place to play in the universe. As you know from from living here in BC and and from being around all the time in various places, that you couldn't ask for a prettier setting to play in. Number one, uh, the buildings are wonderful. Everything keeps, stays updated. These guys really know how to develop players. This this league is a highway to the NC2A. I don't think there's anybody. I don't think there's any place else 
Uh, I'd have to look at the stats in the USHL, but I don't think anybody compares to the BC on a per capita basis. No, absolutely not. And the the guys that you were talking about, that 112, 113 guys that are committed at this point, this is we're only we're only less than 10 games into the season. Well, yeah, and there's scouts here, so there will be more. Absolutely, and that doesn't include that's just NCAA Division One. That doesn't include Division Three. It doesn't include Canadian University. So. If you're going to take a stab at it, and we'll know more before the season is over, we'll keep you guys updated on this. It's going to be probably more than half of these guys are committed to going on and getting an education, and the rest most likely will go someplace, even if they're not committed to it right now. So, this is a—it's just a quality league. It's a quality place to play, and uh, and absolutely wonderful people, as Evan said, uh, very accommodating for us, and. We just couldn't be happier to be affiliated with the BCHL. And uh, again, hats off to Jesse Adamson for all of his help. We also uh, were hoping to visit in just a bit here with uh, Brad Lazarowicz, who is a retired NHL official. One of the, I don't know, maybe the, he's got to be in the top two or three guys all time in games worked. Almost 2,000 games in the show. And then he he became the uh, officiating director of the BCHL. Um, in years past, and he was just, as of 2018, named the B- officiating director for the entire CJHL, which is across Canada. So yep. it's the AJ, the the SJ, uh, the MJ, all those teams. So um, he's a very busy man. Um, in exchanging some emails with him, he'll be here for the 1 o'clock game this afternoon, which is Nanaimo and Surrey. Um, we may not be able to get him on um, podcast. We will ask, um, but we may not be able to get him on for, for that. But we will we will definitely try and at least reach out and sit down with him off off microphone, off recording, to at least have a have a chat with him, um, which we definitely. can then share uh, with all with all our listeners uh, in the podcast. But just that, another yeah. another absolutely uh, tireless, accommodating guy from the BCHL. Uh, And think about it. You work 2,000 games in the show, not including preseason. What what was his career? Uh, 25, 28 years, something like that. Now he's been the last eight years with the BCHL and the CJHL. I mean, this this is a guy that never runs out of gas. After tra- the, the amount of travel that these guys go through, and you know how much we like and respect the officiating fraternity. Oh, absolutely. Yep. And for him to do what he's doing uh, and still going strong, my gosh, he, he just, and, and the world needs guys like Brad Lazarowicz because of the emphasis now put on player safety and the emphasis put on getting calls right with or without video. For, for him to mentor and guide young officials uh, to keep everybody's kids safe and to keep, uh, to keep the game fair, uh, man, good on him. Uh, I just I salute a, the tireless effort. Yeah, he was an NHL official. I got his stats here for everybody. He's an uh, NHL official for, uh, from 1986 to 2016. So 30 years. 30 years. 30 years. Uh, born in Vancouver. He uh, officiated as a linesman in uh, 1,971 games, regular season, 204 playoff games, and he was a part of three Stanley Cup finals. Um, 2001 Stanley Cup final, Colorado, New Jersey. 2002 between Detroit and Carolina, and 2003 between New Jersey and Anaheim. Uh, He was also a part of the 2014 Heritage Classic game between Vancouver and Ottawa. So he, he's, uh, you know what that grind is like. With, along with our guest Jay Shares, yeah, many weeks say. past, he is, uh, he goes, he rightfully goes down as uh, arguably one of the best to do it. Yeah. So uh, we'll, we'll look forward to uh, at least a sit down with him in some capacity here. Um, yeah, we'll have some, forward. we'll have some info, info from Brad. He's, uh, he's told <laughs> us he would stop by and visit with us for a bit, and uh, we appreciate him doing that. As busy as he is too, so. Lots going on here, and uh, and just a, a really fun first-class event that the BCHL puts on. And for those of you who don't, who are not real familiar with the BCHL, uh, get familiar. It's a it's a great league, and uh, it's a great place to send your kids if you if they're able to play at that level. This is just a I can't say enough about this uh, as a developmental league. 
uh, as Evan said, for, for young men and for players. So BCHL Showcase this week coming to you from Chilliwack and Penticton. Well, before we, clo- before we close out the, the intro segment here, I do want to say, you know, Penticton gets a lot. Penticton's the, the other host. Yep. Penticton gets a lot of credit for being a, a, a true winner, a true contender, a true developing spot. But always looking out here at the banners here in Chilliwack, Chilliwack is a is arguably a team right there with them. Yeah. Um, Just looking, very looking out tradition. from 1990 all the way up till uh, 2010s and, and everything. They are RBC Cup champions. They're 2018 they're, they're, RBC Cup. They're putting out um, T- Tambellini played for the Vancouver Canucks. Yep. They're putting out. They put out a lot of guys that that, that go places. So uh, applause to Chilliwack as well for um, who's the the other host along with Penticton this week. Uh, for this festival, for for being a true, uh, true development this first type of organization, absolutely. so so good on them. Yep, that's a, a really really proud tradition here in Chilliwack. One of the one of the all time stable franchises in junior A hockey for sure. Absolutely. Well, anyways, Warren Hockey Podcast episode twenty eight, uh, part one of the BCHL Showcase Festival. We are coming to you on location in Chilliwack, BC, uh, at Prospera Center for. Uh, days one and two of the BCHL Showcase Festival. Langley and Couch and Valley just finished 4-2 win for Langley. Surrey, the Surrey Eagles and Nanaimo Clippers play next. Then Victoria and uh, Grizzlies and the Powell River Kings. And closing out day one will be the Chilliwack Chiefs, the host, and the Albany Valley Bulldogs. So stay tuned with us on social media as well as uh, through the rest of this episode, part one. Uh, the BCHL Showcase Festival for for updates, stats, and all the information regarding the BCHL. So uh, stay with us. War in the Hockey Podcast, episode number 28. Warm the Hockey Podcast, episode 28, BCHL Showcase Festival in Chilliwack. We are, um, we want to mention, before we forget anything, we want to mention uh, Breakaway Brewing in Summerland, BC, the Okanagan Valley, fine, fine handcrafted craft beer, um, as well as Ryan Walter and RyanWalter.com, a tremendous uh, leadership guru, uh, tremendous person, tremendous friend and friend of the show, um, NHL, NHL great, he's been in, uh, the movie Miracle. If everybody remembers him as the official there for the U.S.-Russia game in that, in that, and uh, he leads leadership retreats. Uh, he is located in B.C. If I yep. remember correctly, he is. He's um, and he leads le- leadership retreats as well as traveling with his wife uh, around to businesses and uh, sports organizations and leads uh, these uh, retreats and these seminars, if you will, on proper leadership as not only human beings, um, but um, as well as CEOs and, and businessmen. Yeah. Um, he so really knows what Ryan he's Walter doing. Ryan Walter and RyanWalter.com. Yeah. He's the guy. So this week is uh, BCHL heavy. Um, and we want it that way uh, for obvious reasons. But we do, uh, we would be remiss if we didn't at least mention um, the goings on in the recent days uh, in the NHL. Uh, their season kicks off tonight as we as we record and as we speak. Their season kicks off tonight. First game uh, for the 2019-2020 season uh, kickoff is uh, Toronto Maple Leafs and Ottawa Senators. Uh, so that's your first official game for the NHL season, uh, and they'll be on at seven Eastern, which is four o'clock in the BC area. Um, I got to say, regarding that game, real quickly, I absolutely hate what Babcock did to Jason Spessa. Put him in the press box tonight. They're in his um, in the town where he spent most of his career, made a name for himself. He's a, the highest quality pro you could possibly ever want to have around, and he should be a guy that has to has to flunk his way into the press box, not start from there, and take a job away from Nick Shore. No, no, no disrespect to Nick Shore, but that is Jason Spetz's job. That sends a message his to job, the... That's his job to lose. It, exactly. shouldn't be, it shouldn't be his job to gain. No. 
and and that sends a message to the other veterans that is i don't care what anybody says that is total disrespect well the quote the quote that babcock said was he won't play tonight but he'll play friday we still want him to give him a few days to get up to speed on the pk i'm calling bs on that i am too because he's a what a 18 19 20 year veteran it's his spot to lose it shouldn't be his spot to game there there should be um a higher a hierarchy there right the same way you do at varsity level in mm, high school right. and things like that, the the seniors and the upperclassmen, it's their spot to lose. It's not their spot to gain, and that's the way it should be with Spezza. I don't buy the PK BS, but no, it, it, it that's the, it that's the quote. So happens every year, happens every week practically. A kid will get off the get off a plane, carrying his stuff, take a quick taxi to the rink. Get in his get in his gear and be on the ice and play, never having seen the place before. Whether he came from the AHL or he came from another team, it happens all the time. You're telling me you're going to try to convince someone that Jason Spezza has not figured out your PK in a month of training camp? Yeah. He hasn't figured out the PK. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Anyway, Just say it. Uh, anyway, they Ottawa Centers, Toronto Maple Leafs. They fit. They are officially the two teams. The one game that kicks off the 1920 NHL season. Uh, they start at 4 o'clock B.C. time, uh, 5 o'clock Mountain time, uh, 7 Eastern. Um, so look for them. Uh, a few developments A few here. developments over the past. Um, we spoke on it um, on our way to Chilliwack on our little road trip here to Chilliwack for the BCHL Showcase Festival um, that uh, teams wanted to avoid the William Nylander situation, yeah. uh, and they did. Officially, every RFA has officially been signed. Uh but we, we called it. Um, we kind of figured the guys that would be bridge deals and the guys that would be more long-term. Yep. Um, no you, surprises you may, you in may, there. You may, uh, there may be a debate as to whether or not Mitch Marner is overpaid or not, but we kind of figured that he'd fall in the five- or six-year range, and he did. Uh, we figured that Line A would be a bridge deal at two or three years. He was, and he is. Uh, same with Matthew Kachuk uh, at a three-year bridge deal. Um, we did kind of figure that Miko Rantanen would be a long-term deal yep. in the nine or ten million dollar range in Colorado. He is, um, so they are they are all signed. Uh, Kyle Connor uh, kind of figured he'd be the long-term guy in, in Winnipeg if, out of the two, and he is. Um, so they, still no word signed. on Bufflin yet. No word on Bufflin, um, but it's not just it's not just uh, the term. They all these guys kind of fall into. Uh, the AAV range that we kind of figured they would as well. Absolutely, right. Um, and Miko Rantanen, you, you knew he'd fall into 9 or 10. He deserves to be in the 9 or 10 range, and you kind of figured he would. He is. Um, Kyle Connor is where you thought Kachuk. So it, it kind of, it believe it or not, there was uh, some edgier seat stuff as to whether they'd be signed by the by the opening night. Yeah. Um, they are officially, but it's also nice to see that they not only are for opening night, but that they fall into a reasonable range, um, salary-wise. Um, Every yeah, there was no great surprises in there any place uh, at so, all. So yeah, um, it, it's nice to have them in. Everybody learned last year that you don't want. I mean, even though Nylander says it doesn't bother me what happened, of course it doesn't. He made seven million bucks last year for scoring like six goals and twenty points. So of course it's not going to bother him. But that's a year out of your life that's gone and a year out of your stats that you can't get back. So a guy like Line A, who's a boomer bust guy, he can't afford to do that. Because if he doesn't put up 35, 40 goals, he's not going to have the same value. Kyle Connor's got a complete game. He can play all over the ice. Matt Kachuk is a different animal. Line A is the boomer bust guy. And he's the one who had to get into camp and prove what he can do. So that's good. Also some uh, surprise waivers this week. Absolutely. Uh, Hosang, for one, we talked about him a couple weeks ago. Well, he's to he's me, out. To me, he's not much of a surprise just on, on the history of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, he, he's just, he's not a guy that's going to crack up the lineup, yeah. at least in Long Island. No. Um, but, yes, there are a few surprises there. Um, but we, to close out uh, NHL, because, again, BCHL Showcase Festival in Chilliwack and Penticton this week, uh, we want it to be BCHL heavy and rightfully so. Um, but on that basis, there is a connection. Uh, we mentioned it in our intro. Um, BCHL is a highway to NCAA hockey, um, and there is a rich history 
in current active players as well as past players in the NHL that have not only gone the BCHL route but have also gone the NCAA route. Yep. Uh, specifically the NCAA route, guys like TJ Oshie, Jonathan Taves, Paul Stasny, uh, go down the list. Yeah. A lot of guys that have won, that have been national champions in the NCAA and and Division One athletes and have not just made it to the NHL but made an impact. Yep. So good, good Stars. on. So NCAA has been growing over the years as as an avenue for for development into NHL quality players outside of major junior in the WHL or the OHL things like that so again applause to not only BCHL but applause to the NCAA for continuing to grow and being that um, alternative and that choice if you will for for these young players um, to not only get an education but also spend time in the weight room and, and really develop into to quality guys that um, can can do it uh, Johnny Gaudreau from Boston College his size but yet he's he's a factor every night in Calgary these guys contribute so it's uh, it's definitely a not just a viable option but it's definitely becoming almost a go-to for these for these young players so congrats again to the BCHL and the NCAA yep there this is uh, this is going to be um, this is going to be a telling week because of this uh, because of this tournament and and what I really enjoy about this stuff is what I've always enjoyed about developmental hockey is watching kids play and then seeing them in the show five or six years from now and saying I saw that kid when he was 16 I saw him when he was when he was Bantam draft eligible 14 or 15 we're gonna be able to see these guys and we've we've started to talk about them more and more but we're gonna be able to uh, to point back to these guys when they were coming out of midget into junior hockey and uh, and then through the AHL and the NHL or, or the NCAA route, uh, it's really fun to watch guys develop. And there's another thing that's really kind of questionable to me. There's been a real shift on, and this is not getting off topic of junior hockey, but you see a lot less major junior players drafted every year than you did a generation ago. They only get two years. So at 20, a kid from major junior He's, you've got to you've got to sign him. You can only keep his rights for two years. If you get a kid out of Europe, you can hang on to him for four years. Yeah. If you send a kid through NCAA, you get um, you get until he is the year after his eligibility. It's it's a huge advantage for guys to not go through major junior through the Q or the O or the Dub. So it's really kind of skewed in favor of the other the other directions to develop and it's may or may not be fair but what was once major junior heavy it's basically all anybody drafted out of now it's uh i don't know what it is 40 yep. percent it's way down anyway well, that's why two quick notes um on that topic um it's rare but i saw that we, we we've seen our first um other direction um trail just signed a whl veteran Trail brought in a guy from Victor the Victoria Royals, signed him. So he's and we'll see him in Penticton. Oh yeah, okay. Uh, the second part of the, sh the showcase. That's right. Um, but he he's gone the other way, uh, from from WHL to the BCHL. Um, big body defenseman. Um, I'll pull up his name for our, for our next uh, little segment uh, coming up. But he uh, we'll see him uh, part two of the BCHL Showcase Festival for the Trail Smoke Eaters. Um, so th that's an interesting one. But we also we also talked about it a little bit last night because um, we, we mentioned it in weeks past and episodes past, uh, the debate a little bit and the discussion of uh, the Wenatchee Wild and what their import system looks like. And um, yeah. and to me, I, I want to mention it on, on recording, on podcast, because I, I think that's... You're tired of listening to me complain? Well, not, n not necessarily that reason, <laughs> but I mean, it's to me, it's for the listeners and for everybody out there, I think it's a... A cool fact or an interesting fact uh, to know uh, when speaking of the Wenatchee Wild, which is the only U.S.-based BCHL team, um, and so it's it's very unique for them. I'll pull it up here. Um, they uh, since they're the only uh, U.S.-based uh, BCHL team, um, they are uh, they must build their roster with a minimum of 15 players from its territories and its territories are California, Colorado, uh, Washington State and Arizona. 
the other players, uh, four American import players, which is from any state in the country uh, in the United States after their senior year of high school. Um, and the other four are four Canadian players after their senior year of high school. Um, so being the only B- U.S.-based BCHL team, they are, are only allowed four Canadian players. Um, so anybody looking at their roster and wondering why a BCHL team might be U- U.S. heavy, um, that, that's the reason. I wondered. And, it's, and speaking on development, it's to continue to grow the game in that area of the United States. Yeah, right, to make Arizona and Colorado its territories, right? And to continue to not only for to develop and for to grow the game of hockey, but to then have an avenue for these kids to go to. So it's And you you really don't want me to start making wisecracks about that whole situation, right? You want me to stay clear of that? Well what wisecracks would you make when well, there's like, when this when there's fact right well, here to I, No, I'm just saying when you if you if anybody out there was looking down their roster and wondering why they're so bad why they have trouble competing every year they're at a huge disadvantage they have to have 15 americans on the team the only thing i'll say to that wisecrack is wenatchee has been the tops of the interior division with penticton for how many years now with 15 plus americans so let me just throw that fact out there (coughs) anyways um little uh little nhl uh discussion there for you uh, get back to the BCHL, BCHL Showcase Festival here this week. Uh, Chilliwack, days one and two. Penticton, days three and four. Coming up as we re- as we record at the moment, coming up here in about five or ten minutes, will be the start of the Nanaimo Clippers versus the Surrey Eagles for game two of day one of the BCHL Showcase Festival. War Room, the Hockey Podcast. Warm the Hockey Podcast is going to have uh, uh, more uh, more little breaks in these next two episodes, just FYI for our listeners. Um, here at the BCHL Showcase Festival, um, part of recording is also uh, taking, uh, taking moments to just sit and enjoy hockey for uh, enjoyment purposes. So there will be uh, more stops and starts, more breaks in these episodes, so just bear with us. Um, speaking of those breaks, we are just back from one of them. Um, watching the Surrey Eagles and the, Nan- the Nanaimo Clippers play. They're through two periods so far. Nanaimo up 5-2. Uh, we've been commenting um, been commenting throughout uh, watching thus far through two periods. Um, compared to the Couch and Valley-Langley game, uh, this is a much uh, quicker, uh, much smoother, uh, much, much better hockey game than... Uh, the Langley Rivermen and the Couch and Valley Capitals uh, yep. this morning. Um, don't know if it was the early morning time on a Wednesday or just one of those one of those things. But uh, the first game of the day was a little choppy, um, a little greasy. Uh, this game is has much more possession um, and a, is a lot more of what you would consider a hockey game. Yeah, um, very much more organized. Both teams and and honestly. Uh, they're down, they're down five-two. Surrey is, but the shots are about even, and uh, at least three of those goals are just rotten bounces. And I'm not making excuses for anybody. You got to get good bounces and make your own luck. But those were, um, they are, they are not being outplayed as much as five-two would indicate. And this is just a much more uh, fundamentally sound game. Not as much broken play. All three zones, we're seeing clean breakouts, clean uh, clean cycle play, clean uh, play off the rush. Everything that's happening here is just a much more organized and uh, and higher quality. And uh, again, not we're not throwing stones at anybody. You get a bunch of 18, 19 year old kids up at 8.30, 9 o'clock in the morning, get them to the rink and play a game, that is way out of what's normal. It is, it is, especially Especially on a Wednesday, weekends are a little different. But on a, yeah. a Wednesday, um, where the, where uh, your crowd is going to be scouts, you know, everybody else is at work or at school. So, um, but yeah, there's, you know. there, this is this is like we talked about on the way to the game this morning, uh, on the way to the rink. This there are probably 
10 scouts here for every fan right now. So yeah. the place is crawling with them. And, and uh, I've, seen, I've seen guys from the NHL here. I, I've seen guys from, uh, from Major Junior. Uh, we've bumped into uh, college recruiters and, and just about everybody you could imagine. So uh, very highly scouted uh, situation. And rightfully so. These are good, good high-quality players yep. uh, with a bright future. Um, Let's talk a little bit about our uh, our hosts this week, uh, not just the BCHL, but uh, Chilliwack. Yes. Um, we'll mention Penticton uh, when we're in Penticton this weekend, but uh, talk a little bit about Chilliwack, um, the, the town of Chilliwack, the city, um, whatever you want to call it, uh, township, um, and the people and the environment and, and everything. Um, it is a very rich uh, farmland here in Chilliwack. Yeah, the um, river valley here is just very beautiful. It's yeah. so it's so rich and and uh, oh my gosh. Well, you've you've had Chilliwack corn, right? Yep. The, uh, yep. the they have the best sweet corn uh, in the country, uh, and it's just a it's a real rich place in uh, in farm ground and and livestock. Uh, very solid place. It's been uh, been around forever. One of the first places settled out here and. Um, Rich traditions in in uh, the settling of the country. Rich traditions in hockey. Um, just up and down, and and really hospitable people. We uh, can't say enough good things about the town of Chilliwack. The beauty of this area. We've driven through here forever, number and, of times. Yep. And um, it's just a it's a gorgeous spot. I just it love it. Um, the arena reminds me a little bit about uh, like uh, Saddle Dome in Calgary. Yeah. Uh, very tinny. Very. Um, but it is a nice arena, and it is a good hockey environment, uh, despite all the metal and all all that kind of tinny environment. So yeah. uh, they do a good job here in Chilliwack, um, putting on events and putting on uh, hockey games and, and creating a fan-friendly uh, environment for everybody. Yeah, um, the, the media area and the scout area here and, and the, the, um, the way they look after you is second to none. Yeah. They've done so, a great job, as has the BCHL. So applause, Again, applause to the city of Chilliwack, to Prospera Center, and everybody for just for being 100% uh, high quality in uh, hosting and uh, just all around. So yep. uh, congrats on that. Um, but no, Ch Chilliwack is a very f um, farm-centric yep. area. Absolutely is. Uh, Chilliwack is a more farming area than it is a rural city area. Uh, a lot more uh, fields, a lot more tractors, a lot more, and everything like that. Yeah. Um, it's become a. It's. It's being swallowed up as a suburb of Vancouver, but it's still, you know, really, even in traffic, it's still an hour and a half from downtown. So, they're they've still got some insulation. It'll probably never be a commuter town. Uh, which is good. I, I, I like to see a place like this stand on its own. So yeah. uh, good for them. And, and like so many junior towns uh, across, especially Western Canada, these towns are just, I mean, we, we've spent a lot of time in Brandon, Manitoba. We spent time in, in Regina and Saskatoon, uh, Moose Jaw. The, the places are just, they're just absolutely rock solid farm communities and, and uh, you know, generational um, very, very down-to-earth people, and um, and really, really ha have rich traditions in the game, and uh, and take the take the legacies of the game very, very seriously. When you come to these towns, it may be a small town, but the junior hockey traditions in these places, uh, it just it's it's part of the community. It's part of the culture. Is their junior hockey team because most of these teams have been around for two or three generations. Yeah. So, no, uh, um, say what you will about the city. Some cities better than others, but um, in general, junior hockey does have a hold on a community the same way uh, um, NCAA hockey, like we've been talking about a lot, oh, yeah. uh, has on an on an area, on a campus, and all yes. that stuff. So, um, it's yeah. uh, in, it's in great. To, it's great to see because it creates a, a fun environment where people can come together a little bit and enjoy and enjoy an, a, a high quality event, which is. Uh, Chilliwack Chiefs game here in Chilliwack or a V's game in Penticton, yes. uh, things like that. And you, so. you look around too, Evan, and you've probably got in um, in a 4,000, maybe this place holds 3,500 or 4,000, a lot of season ticket holders. And the corporate sponsorship here is tremendous. Look at the board ads, look at the look at the signs, uh, look at all the, the, uh, the suites. 
um, my gosh, the, the community just rallies behind their junior hockey team, not just here, but everywhere. Junior hockey would not survive without the, the community support. And it's not just corporate support. As you know, in our town, it's the, it's the ABK restorations. It's, uh, it's all those people that, that really roll out to, to support uh, their junior hockey team in every way, buying tickets and, and sponsoring board ads. Uh, it, it's really uh, it, it's really what makes the world go around because this is still um, this is still a a hockey environment that struggles to make its own way yeah. and couldn't do it without the support of the communities. It it, uh, it really couldn't. Um, so, but anyways, again, uh, can't can't say it enough through all this. Again, to thank you to Jesse Adamson, to the BCHL, uh, to the town of Chilliwack, uh, to Prospera Center. Uh, to Penticton here this weekend, um, yeah. we're gonna have putting a on time. A, and Bauer Hockey. Um, shout out to Bauer uh, for for uh, representing and being a, a quality host and Pacific being Coastal Airlines. Yes, good sponsor. Um, so again, a great event. We're happy to be included. If uh, to not only be able to record, but to um, to at least be here and wa- and wa- enjoy some some quality hockey games. Yep. And so TSN 104 does a nice job with these guys too. Uh, here, especially in the West, in the Lower Mainland, TSN 104 is a real, real strong uh, advocate, and uh, and puts a lot of airtime under junior hockey. So good our, on them. To our listeners, enjoy the ambience in the background, <laughs> um, buzzers and uh, announcers, and uh, the play of hockey. Um, third period's getting ready to get underway. Sir Eagles Nanaimo Clippers 5-2 Nanaimo going to the third period. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna give you guys another little one of our breaks like we just warned you about. Uh, enjoy the th- to enjoy the third period, and we'll uh, we'll come back with you with a, another segment to to help close out this episode this week for you guys and, and part one a, of the BCHL Showcase. That's Festival. right. Show episode one of the BCHL Showcase. Uh, I am the um, intermission entertainment. I'm dancing. <laughs> uh, I hear my kind of music playing back there, so I got to get warmed up. Uh, and, so, and yep. But to all, all our listeners, uh, this isn't how we're going to normally do this going forward. Um, but just know this for the, this episode, the, these next two episodes, uh, we will be be a little more choppy in, in the, the stops and starting of, of recordings and everything just to uh, enjoy the day's worth of hockey games, but also bring you guys content as well. So um, enjoy it, and uh, we'll, we'll continue with this with this episode moving forward. So... Th- Third period, Surrey Eagles, and I'm a Clippers. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be right back with you, Warm the Hockey Podcast. Warm the Hockey Podcast, BC Gel Showcase Festival in Chilliwack, BC. For uh, days one and two, Penticton, BC, for th- days three and four this week, uh, Surrey Eagles and Nanaimo Clippers just ended. Uh, Surrey deserved a little better of finish in that one. They Nanaimo, did. Nanaimo with a six-two win um, in that one. Yep. Uh, next up is Victoria Grizzlies and the Powell River Kings. Um, Looking at uh, Victoria, uh, and uh, this is a. I'm anxious to see them play. I'm I should, not anxious. I'm eager to see them play. Uh, they are. They have ten rookies in this lineup. So this is a very young team. Lots of O1s and O2s in this for, lineup for Victoria. Yeah. Yeah, in Victoria, and uh, and a, a you know at least on the back end a pretty good sized roster. Uh, I guess now. Uh, show my age again if you're over 5'11 you can call yourself big anymore but anyway uh this is going to be fun uh fun to see these guys play and this is something that in this division we don't see a whole lot of in the okanagan right they um we don't they don't visit the okanagan what maybe once a year each each team from the from the coast so um it'll be it's fun to see these guys all in one place looking forward to this so quite quite a full day here uh, in Chilliwack on day one. Um, so to open the day, um, we saw the Couch and Valley Capitals against the Langley Rivermen. Uh, Couch and Valley with the loss there. Langley picked up the the two points. Uh, game two just finished. Surrey Eagles Nanaimo Clippers. Uh, Nanaimo six uh, two on the scoreboard, but 
Um, Surrey, Surrey deserved a lot better on that one. Uh, it was an equal game. It was much yeah. better hockey game than the first game. Much better. Um, but it was a e- equal matchup between the two teams. Yeah. Um, coming up, Victoria Grizzlies and uh, the Powell River Kings. I'm interested to see those two teams play. Um, eager to. And... Um, and then the Chilliwack Chiefs, the hometown team, closes out the closes out day one with a their home game tonight against the Albany Valley Bulldogs. Um, so looking forward to those those games coming up. A um, lot but, of a lot of rookies in uh, Powell River as well. Very another young roster. So a young matchup here yep. coming up for puck drop at uh, four o'clock uh, four BC o'clock. time here. Um, but it yeah it's it's been an interesting day, interesting day a very fun day. Um, great hospitality again from the BCHL and from Bauer Hockey. Yeah, uh, can't say that enough. But um, hi- this, highlights of the day so far for you? Uh, it, the passion of the uh, the passion of the way these guys play, and, and the adjustment that they make. So in the first game, the play was very fractured, very broken, no flow. Um, it, it's uh, and both teams adjusted to that. They they both just made it work, and it was a it was a greasy uh, a greasy game with no flow at all. And but they they uh, they both adjusted. And this one, uh, the one we just saw, Surrey and Nanaimo, Surrey and, yeah. and Nanaimo the, these guys were just up and down puck possession. Uh, both both teams played below the dots. Both teams played hard off the rush. Uh, they're just you know. Two or three really bad bounces, but uh, that's the way the game's played. So, I just, I really, uh, it's fun watching these teams that we don't see much of because they are really, really passionate. And uh, and watching the difference in the way rosters evolve, right? Like, what what was it? Two or three years ago, West Kelowna won the uh, won the RBC Cup. 2016, they won the 16. Yeah. And now they're struggling to put. I mean, they they may they may win a dozen games this year. Well, it's just, just the, the way the game, the way it's evolving in the BCHL too. Because uh, we were talking about it a little bit while we were watching that third period. Um, just a couple of years ago, it may have been 16 that same year that uh, West Kelowna won. There wasn't a guy on on the V's team under six feet. That's right. And they got bounced by West Kelowna in the first <laughs> round. That's right. Um, and now we're looking at at the lineups here uh, at the show at the showcase this year and. There's not a lot of guys above six feet. No. So it, the game is evolving not only size-wise and speed, but it, it's evolving in a lot of way in the way it's deve- developed, the way the players are developed, um, and just the overall game is starting to, to change a little bit. So it's it, trending in the direction of player safety too. Yeah. More there so. Was, there was a there was a headshot called in this uh, in this Surrey game that I was not. I, I was surprised to see it a headshot, and nobody squawked. So I'm a little, I'm a little out of touch with that. Uh, I know that when um, when we talk to Brad Lazarowicz, we're going to get a better feel for how this stuff is all set up. I want to talk to him also about the further of player safety and the efforts that they're making there. Uh, but they, this, there's um, there's reason for that. I mean, you want these kids to be safe. You want them to go to college. It's not, it's not the same. It's not junior hockey when I was a kid. It's not at all. Not even close. So, you know, it's it's the way the game's gone, and it's time that uh, that dinosaurs like myself finally caught up to the deal and and uh, figured out it's not going to change. It's not going away. Right. Yeah. Where have I heard that before? Has anybody ever said that to me? I've got to think back. Yeah. So, but anyways, it's been it's been a good day seeing teams that we don't normally see from. When we're in our area, uh, specifically, yeah. um, teams yeah. that we don't get uh, don't get a lot of face time, at least from us, in terms of travel. Um, two teams like that are coming up here at four o'clock puck drop between Victoria and Powell River. Don't see a lot of them, um, so it's it's good to see. Um, it's why they have events like this, uh, so scouts and media and everybody can get a look at players and teams that they may not get full access to on a regular basis. Here's the only tough thing, though, and, and you got to look at this from a, a pure business standpoint. You're going to have, if you're hosting this event, 
You're going to have four games today. Only one of them is going to bring revenue. So you're going to run the building for 12 hours, and you're going to get revenue from one game because it's Wednesday. Kids are in school. Everybody else is at work. And as you can see, there's nobody here. Now, not that anybody thought the building would be packed at 10 a.m. on a Wednesday, but this is where ownership and the league really show their commitment to development and their and to the furthering and the, the upward mobility of the players. If they didn't do this stuff, the scouts wouldn't get the same access. Yep. Everybody would not get to see what they see on a in a 48-hour period like this. So good on the league for doing it, good on the on the ownership uh, for committing to it and making this happen for the guys because this is not a moneymaker. It is not something that is uh, lucrative for for the people running the building at all. But ding, 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 them. ding. Popular guy here at War Room Hockey Podcast with the phone going off. This time it's my phone dinging in, <laughs> in my ear. Um, but no, we, yeah, we were just ta- we were talking about it um, just a few minutes ago, actually, of um, how they do it with uh, the Chilliwack Chiefs playing tonight. Um, it's not general admission. You know, you have a specific seat, specific row when you buy a ticket. Sure. How do they do it with the, the scouts and everything that are here during the day who um, who are kind of just littered everywhere yeah. right now? Um, so it, probably it, a couple of hundred a, here. It creates a good, after, a good afternoon of access to where scouts can sit where they want to sit and, and have the access to the games before seats start getting taken up by uh, the home crowd and the scouts are either forced... They won't leave, but they're the forced to either to go up the stairs a little bit and, and sit in the press box or or somewhere. Yeah. So it um, they'll accommodate them. They, event, events like this are great because it gives that access to during a day where where from a fan perspective you may think okay the arena's empty, you know people are at work, people are at school. But from a scout and showcase perspective, you know BCHL showcase showing off the players and the teams. It's great for the scouts to have that access. So well, yeah, and um, think, think tremendous, what a, tremendous job by the BCHL, um, yes. by Bauer, um, by Chilliwack, yes. by Penticton, um, by everybody involved for all these for, sponsors for doing it for doing it the right way and giving uh, tremendous access to not only these the scouts and the media but um, a tremendous platform for these players and these teams to show what they can do. So think uh, what a great, great recruiting job. tool it is when you. When you can point to your franchise or your league and say 30% of our guys play NC2A hockey every single year, if you want to if you want to move on, the BCHL is the place to be. This is this is your this is the on ramp to a college degree, which in some cases might be worth 300,000 bucks plus you know just for, just for the tuition alone. Uh, in U.S. dollars, a lot of it. Well, all of it is. NC2A is only in the U.S., right? Uh, and so $300,000 U.S. plus all the training, plus the equipment and the ice time and all the travel that goes into playing Division One hockey. I mean, you're talking about a tremendous investment in a kid and what a great time in that kid's life to be able to do that with his, with his early 20s. My gosh, and, and without the commitment of, of people that run BCHL and these franchises, that just would not be happening. So, uh, you know, you just, I can't say enough good things about the people that make this work for the kids. This is a, that's why NCAA hockey is growing so fast. It is, it is, it really is. Um, anyways, uh, we're in the Hockey Podcast uh, coming at you on location from the BCHL Showcase Festival here in Chilliwack, B.C. Uh, for day one. Um, we will we will um, cover uh, day two of the BCHL Showcase Festival from Chilliwack uh, when we record in Penticton on Friday. Um, our access uh, tomorrow will be a little more limited than it is today, just on um, for obvious BCHL reasons. Um, but coming at you f- uh, Friday on our first um, from day one in Penticton, uh, we will recap day two of the bchl showcase festival which is tomorrow um for you so you guys still get all that content um what are we on 26 episode 26 28 28 so 28 
28 and 29 uh, will, be will be the BCHL Showcase Festival episodes. 28, 28 will be the f- will p- be part one. Um, we will recap day two of part one of the showcase, though, in episode two, part two of the BCHL Showcase episodes from when we record in, in um, Penticton. That may right, sound I'm accusing. I, 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 I'm confused. <laughs> may sound acu- confusing <laughs> to a lot of people, but uh, trust me, when you hear it, it'll make sense. Part um, two of day one is. <laughs> Um, anything and uh, Powell River Kings and Victoria Grizzlies have just taken the ice for warm up um, anything you want to add before we kind of close out day one here uh, we, again we will recap we will recap Victoria and Powell River Chilliwack and Alberni Valley not only right. on social media Yep. Um, but we will That'll recap be- that and day two of the Chilliwack festivities uh, when we record on Friday in Penticton well, I think uh, I think the action is getting ready. So yeah, let's so, roll. Anyways, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, part one of the BCHL Showcase Festival in Chilliwack on location, uh, ep- episode twenty-eight, which is part one of this BCHL coverage. Uh, we'll be coming at you again on in Penticton. Sorry for jumbling in Penticton for part two of the BCHL coverage, recapping recapping the Chilliwack festivities while we're at it. And, that'll be on uh, next week's show. And that'll right. be that'll be next week's episode, so stay tuned. Again, thank you, Brad, for joining me in Chilliwack. Nothing but fun. Thanks for having me. And uh, thank you guys again for tuning in. We appreciate it. You guys make it possible to do what we do. Um, I'm Evan Rauer, and I will see you all throughout the hockey community. Cheers. Cheers, everyone.